This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. From the Head Stuff Podcast Network, welcome to Motherfucker, a podcast of words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. Hi, I'm Derek O'Shea. I'm Geraldine McAvoy. And I'm Patrick Wigonic. And you're all very welcome to another non-stop rock and roll episode of <laughs> the, the Motherfucker podcast. It's where we talk about mad, mad stuff all together. I wasn't here last week in the studio when some mad, mad stuff all together went down. Swearing, expletives, <laughs> rude words, unladylike behavior from a, from a convent girl. Shock and talk. Excuse and me! <laughs> Were you in a convent school, Gardine? Were you? Yes, I was. Presentation Jeez. convent in Port Leash. Jesus, how many um, how many people were in that school? Um, I don't remember. I Jesus. know a few hundred, maybe. Few hundred, Jesus, and the only virgin was out on the lawn. Wait. <laughs> Every town in Ireland has a girls' school that's nicknamed the Virgin Megastore. It's a, yeah, it's, that it's, was ours. It's such a lame <laughs> joke. And then I remember, I remember once I, I was talking to a fellow, and he was from. I think he was from like possibly Offaly or possibly Leitrim, you know, one of those non-Dublin places. And he says, he was talking about how there's a girl's school nearby. He says, oh, like, you'll never get this dark. Or the nickname for the school is The Virgin Megastorm. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? You're the ones that's, who came up with that, huh? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, when did The Virgin Megastore on the Keys close? Like, because I'm pretty sure it was an entire adult to go. It, like, it was I at think... least... I think the, 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 I think there may have still been a Virgin Mega store in two thousand and one, two thousand and two. But was I think it was Virgin gone. Mega stores on Patrick Street in Cork, or was that Golden Discs formerly Mega Virgin Mega stores? I can't remember. But I know the I one. Don't know, but the Mega store was the Mega store. Like the Mega store was the big one, the three yeah. or four yeah. stories on the keys. That's now a super value. It's and I remember that that was when they um, they they pushed their luck on the uh, deciding that uh, they would sell con condoms not as condoms but as novelty items. The idea, oh look, it's it's, it's strawberry flavored. It's just a thing person might enjoy, and that's how <laughs> that's how they were, they they snuck in as 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 a tax loophole. Yeah, you can was, you can chew one on the bus on on your way to get the ride. <laughs> oh, don't don't. This is a public service announcement. Do not chew your condoms before you use them. Oh no no! I mean, you buy a multi pack, obviously. God. Don't use the same one you chew. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a, a very valuable public service announcement. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm here for nothing but uh, good sexual education. You're very welcome, guys. Yeah. So it's January. 
January is a fun month. And I recently had, had a wonderful experience of making a factual error in a tweet oh. on, on the internet in which I, I don't speak Scots Gaelic. I didn't study Scots Gaelic as an association with my studies of Irish because I didn't do a degree in Irish or anything like that. Well, I know what both of you did. And I made a, I had previously seen an, a, like a piece on the internet which said that the Scottish for January or Norfeilach uh, was a, well, it was meant it was the wolf month, but it doesn't. It means the remains of the year. Or Fweilach, is that the word? Yeah, yeah. I'm pronouncing it right. And yeah, yeah. so. I made, I, I shared some information incorrectly, which I hadn't fully researched. I took it down when this is when it was brought to my attention. But in that time, a number of people had, um, you know, advised me that I'd made a mistake. Some, some kinder than others, but mostly, you know, mostly people who were, you know, factual of saying, you know, dark, actually, that's not, that's not right. And while, you know, you think, if you think someone has a bad day on the internet, while you might say, oh, this person been correct, a person said something to you, they, they told you you're wrong, you can live with that. When you start seeing, you know, 17 or 18 people giving up little likes, it feels like it's being repeated to you over and over again. The, the sensory feedback that we all crave from our evil phones um, can can work against you as well. And so I can, it's possible to get a sense that you're being oppressed when sometimes you've just been disagreed with by, by one person. And a few other people saw it and said, yeah, you know, take him down. Fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 Look at this idiot in his yeah. months. <laughs> there was a because it was just and this was i think i i i think this was a new year's day because i remember there was the the, the our scots gallic friends have a great word for december as well like the, the dark um, do, do look on yeah their their months feel a lot metaler than ours but um as it happened it doesn't mean while it is it's, it well the folk etymology of wolf month for january is widely enjoyed it is not a fact it's not it has no base in fact sorry i misspoke it's it's Dulacht. Dulach, not Dulachon, it's Dulach. Before people correct me on the internet. Hey, correct him. <laughs> the cow got something wrong. Take him down. Oh, fucking rage. <laughs> so, and this, I, I was conscious of this mistake and of the zero consequences I suffered from my mistake when I saw another, another viral tweet recently, uh, which got significant, um, significant amount of likes, retweets and enthusiastic quote tweets with, you know, people writing the word this, you know, instead of just giving someone a nice cold retweet, you say, oh, by the way, give me a, I'm going to write the word this on it so I get some likes of my own because I'm, so, I'm so great. <laughs> I need those fake internet points as well. I need fake this, internet points. This is what the word thread was invented for. Yes, the word thread, thread. and then a few thread. clapping hands, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the hands up in praise thing. That, yeah. that thing. Just let me have my I own like numbers. I like the little yeah. spool of thread. I, I, I much prefer that one. I like the little, oh, yeah. spool, of little thread spool of thread emoji. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even arse typing in thread. I'm going to give Just you one emoji. <laughs> Just retweet. A little, a little curtlean. <laughs> is, is that a curtlean? There's a, there's a spool. Curtlean. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's like a little, uh, little, like little rolled up hedgehog, or, but also a ball of wool or thread. Thread. But yeah, so anyway... I was thinking of this mistake that I had made on the internet and, this, and the consequences which I had faced, shock and business, in the context of seeing a number of other people on Twitter remarking that they were unhappy with the feedback they received or the discourse around their own use of Irish on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that's cropped up and, and, and we've seen it in, in, in several tweets over the last while. Um, and it's just this idea that you know, where people are embarking on a learning journey, um, it can sometimes be off-putting 
to have people make comments on either their standard of Irish, their use of Irish, their misuse of Irish, whatever it might be. And, you know, there's there's a real delicate balance to strike. Like there's, there's a real um, fine line to, to, to tread here that like, we we have the old not kind to the old saying like as far gaelgavrishta not bare lakhlista, but I suppose that sort of leaves out the second half of it, which is like as far gaelgaklista what like that that like it's better to have broken Irish than clever English, but clever Irish is 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 actually better again. So you should aspire and aim to have 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 good Irish, but that doesn't mean that along the way some of the uh, quote unquote helpful corrections uh, can just be a bit arsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happens and unfortunately like Irish is no exception at all because there are arseholes in every language on the internet even Basque <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean I think English is still the worst I think the very worst arseholes in the internet speak English well, but I think that, that I think that actually touches on a really interesting and kind of wider point is like you're identifiable as an Irish-speaking arsehole because it's a small community, right? But when it's when it's the majority, when it's the English speakers, it's much harder to say, oh, all of them English speakers who are most of the people who interact, at least on my Twitter and a lot of people's Twitter in Ireland and a lot of our listeners, I'd imagine, the discourse is in English, this podcast is in English. So it's harder to pick out the specific characteristic. But when it's like those seven, eight, nine, ten people who I see regularly interacting in Irish when one of those people is an arsehole, it's so much more visible when a minoritized community does something bad or bad mm. within inverted commas, um, that it's so much more visible. And I think I think building on that then again is that like it can seem very defensive coming from a minoritized community too when they when they maybe lash out at somebody. And I remember uh, meeting a, an academic one time who clearly didn't know who I was because he was like, oh, the Irish speakers on Twitter, they'll gang up on you and no business. And I was like, well, I'm the person who's literally lighting the pitchforks. That, 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 you know, that's me. Like, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to. But it's, it's very visible when a community, sort of like what you might call, quote unquote, a pylon. But um, when it does that, and it can seem really aggressive to people. And I get why, because it's a, it's an identify, a readily identifiable community. Um, but I think it's maybe deserving of a bit more nuance in the discussion as to why that community might be tired of listening to, yet again, being thrown under the bus or being stereotyped in a certain way um, or being everyone painted with the same brush. Because as Pather said, there's arseholes in every community. Um, and I don't want to be lumped in with all the arseholes. I'm an arsehole sometimes, yeah, and I'll, I'll own that. But I'm not, you know, we're not all arseholes all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm an arsehole for a completely different reason. It's not yeah. because I corrected you. It's because I just am an unpleasant person to be around. That's yeah, totally I, different. I don't want anything good to happen for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, Lay, you know, I'm not going to correct your grammar, but <laughs> and this I hope is, you stub your toe. This is kind of, this is something that I'm hoping to address in a number of episodes this year, because the idea is when people think about Irish Twitter, Irish language Twitter, it's on one level, it's a self-selected community. But on the level, you know, people experience Irish and Irish identity in, in lots of different ways. And so when we people think about the Irish language mob or you know, storming, storming your, your storming your Capitol Hill or whatever. Um, does that does that include people uh, who who express their Irishness in, in their identity and how they use it in different ways? It could be, be someone who has a father in their name. 
it could be somebody who is like mad into you know um, Irish language tattoos, but maybe doesn't actually speak Irish very often. It could be someone who uses Irish and and I think who code switches with Irish. It could be someone who is involved in Irish language academia, only follows other people in that sphere, and it could be someone who is actually from a Gaeltic area who has um, who experiences Irish in a completely different way uh, from whether they end up maybe having to leave that community in order to pursue career and educational opportunities that just aren't available in the Geltucht. And if your only experience of meeting someone from the Geltucht is when they move to get away from it, you, you can get a completely mis, misrepresented view of what that life in that community is like. Yeah, and like any internet subculture, there are sub-subcultures, you know, um, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's entirely accurate to categorise Irish speakers as as an internet subculture, but in the context of Twitter, in the context of, of, of public discourse about Irish, there definitely is, there's kind of, there's a broad subculture as in when a phone company turns to a woman whose name is in Irish and says, can you, can you give me your name in English, please? Everyone will down tools and let's let's go jump in on this happy pylon against the anonymous corporate organization because that's 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 a joyous experience. <laughs> we all get to make memes and shit posts and call people idiots over this. Um, but then within that, there are, as you rightly described, there are sort of different different strata, uh, as it were, of, of Irish speakers, or maybe just different orbits. People who just don't, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not an academic, not anymore. Anyway, thank God. Sorry, Guardian. Uh, <laughs> nope, that's so legitimate. <laughs> um, but uh, like, so I'm I'm not. I, I follow a lot of academics and I interact with a lot of that. But I definitely don't. I don't tweet in the same vein in the same manner. I'm not from the Gaeltacht. I wasn't raised with Irish. I've learned it as a as a new acquaintor. So I fit in with this one particular bubble that marks me as different from some of my very best friends. Who marks me and them different from. Uh, people who have a different lived experience. Just to take an example, like myself and my my co-founder um, of Pop Up Wealth, my bud, Oscar, friend of the pod, um, guest on the podcast uh, on more than one occasion. Um, we have different experiences. We're both Dublin born and raised Irish speakers, but he was raised in a family that spoke Irish. I was raised in a family that spoke English. So we've got different approaches to the language and different ideals around it. And neither of us have the lived Gaeltacht experience either. So we're all going to have different approaches to it. And we're all going to have different, you know, and I completely and totally empathise with the learner who comes along and, and, you know, stumbles and wants to be helped or doesn't want to be helped, wants to be encouraged, doesn't want to be patronised. We're all going to have different approaches to that particular learner as well like uh, as as someone with with irish as a second language i'm going to i'm going to have a different way of dealing with someone faltering their way through irish on the internet than someone who's got irish as a first language or someone who not only has irish as a first language but everyone around them growing up had irish as a first language as well it was a first uh, community language so we're going to have different approaches to it in a big way Uh, and that said and this is the most important caveat here is that nobody should act the arse like nobody should be dicky about it uh, that that that's completely unacceptable, but you know I think uh, I just hark back to something that uh, Unamin Kovanek said uh, recently online, and and it's something she said uh, Arisha Gazarishella like. Yes, absolutely. It's great to see people using Irish. It's great to see people trying. It's great to see people learning. But you can't treat the Irish speakers on the internet as a resource, mm-hmm. and like as a free resource. Been, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a free resource. Yeah. Wait, he's saying pay me, bitch? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that. <laughs> uh, no, but Unaming has said on, on several occasions, she gets a lot of feedback going like, oh, I'm going to stop following you if you don't tell me how to pronounce these words that you're using. It's like, dude, fuck off and stop following them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's not there to be absorbed we're not there to be absorbed as a as a as a you know as a sort of a museum piece it's 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 yeah. a living culture and it's going to react in that way and, and unfortunately sometimes there's downsides to that and this is i think that that actually points to something really interesting too in terms of like like uh, you know as people who you know are outwardly using irish or in, at least engaging with the irish language community and activism around it it's very often that um like you give away information for free, right? You give away, you give away advocacy, you give away tips. And, and Derek, of course, this is, you know, this is what the Irish for is, you know, you give away words and that's, that's, that's a wonderful engagement. But I think, and it's, it's true of a lot of discourses. It's not just, and I, you know, I, I see it in academia too, that people demand you to explain something to them and demanding of your time. And that's obviously research communication and everything. And it's wonderful. But then there's also an element of like, well, you know, there's value on my information and there's value on my time and I'm giving it away willingly for nothing. Um, I'm not saying that everything needs to be commodified, but I'm just saying that there is, with Irish, I think there's often a sense of entitlement to it. And this is not the case for everybody, but there's a little bit of, and I think I was probably guilty of it too when I initially started learning Irish, um, because of course my journey is different too. Um, And that you might be guilty of sort of like, a little bit of gratification and a little bit of like, well, I'm doing my bit to save your language. So if you could just, you know, give mm-hmm. me the whatever translation or help me out with my essay. And that is like a minority. But, you know, you do get a lot of people who sort of rely on certain people like Una and yourselves for, um, you know, for handholding. And while I think it's wonderful that we have this, which I think is a very welcoming community, that's also not for everybody. It's not everybody's responsibility who speaks Irish to provide everybody who's learning Irish with the facilities. Like there are numerous facilities available and people like Oscar have like fantastic resources compiled together on the internet that's regularly available to people. And sometimes for a lot of people, that's not enough. Um, And that there needs to be every goal ever needs to be nice about it otherwise I'm not learning it and I'm not saying that that's the dis- that's the predominant discourse but I'm just saying that like as we said earlier sometimes people people are arseholes and that really shouldn't affect um, the way you're learning but I, I mean I understand where that comes from because very often when you're conscious about something like learning a new language it can hurt like like hell when somebody points out something that you're really conscious about and maybe you were scared to use Irish and you tweeted it and then somebody pointed out a mistake and that stings a lot um, and then that maybe seems like well it's not a welcoming community um, and that I mean I'm not justifying that at all but I'm just saying that there's a, maybe a reason why because you're very conscious about learning Irish and, Yeah you know. and one thing that I really want to want to point out is that, that like this sort of scathing mockery of of um, well, the scathing mockery by certain Irish speakers is not it's not unique to learners. Yeah. Like I've seen some really ridiculous shit over the last couple of days, um, just mocking people who claim to have been raised with Irish, uh, mocking people who have uh, Irish as a second language. And I've spoken to people from the Gaeltacht who actually just don't tweet in Irish because they'd be worried that like these same. And it's very, very few people. But I mean, it's nonsense. Like I, I, 
my Irish isn't perfect, but my English isn't perfect either. I have the mm-hmm. same little grammatical ticks and nuances that any any speaker would have anywhere. But and yet I've had to I've had to listen to someone uh, on the radio tell me that my name is wrong because I use the form pather o quevonic rather than the accepted form pather quevonic, and it's like, mate, I didn't pick my own fucking surname. It was given to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Like, and I've been called, I've been called less than a Gael for using my name in English and in Irish equally. And it's like, well, it's good. If it's good enough for Michal D. O'Higgins slash yeah. Michael D. Higgins, you know, get stuffed. Because, so, <laughs> like, well, uh, we, I, yeah. I want us, I so want us to be a welcoming culture, this Irish subculture online. And I want us to have our arms open and to welcome everybody in. But just, you know, I think it would be remiss of me as a member of this culture and me as someone who wants people to come into this culture. And like <laughs> if um, there, there's an old uh, trope, a really, really funny uh, line that was said to me a while ago, it's like if 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 the Irish language is elitist, it's doing a really, really bad job as a, a job at it because they want more people to, to, to learn it. They don't want to keep it for themselves for the small, small number. But like you just have to. You know, just this big uh, warning sign. There are, unfortunately, some dicks. And there's some some communities. I was thinking recently about country music, romance novels, beach volleyball, where people don't. A lot of people are know what they are, don't know much about them. There's a, a, a the community who enjoys these things, knows them very well, knows about their internal rivalries, about the actual stories, the heroes and the villains within these communities, and and who they cheer for, and the big stories. Whereas from the outside, people think you know the country music is all about a guy being kicked out from his wife, taking his dog in his pickup truck, and that this is a completely different story from the actual the. Um, I guess the the the, the massive kind of um, musical rivalries and debates within country music, and similarly, like um, the geopolitical debates within beach volleyball, are very surprising to people who think it's you know who who see it the way patronising journalists see it as hot people on the beach with yes. very little playing sport. Well, I mean, when you can, when Russia had invaded Georgia when they were playing each other in the Olympics. And so it was it was one of the most politically charged uh, event in the Olympics since, you know, the other one. But it was um, there's oh, so that, that's why you were watching it. But there's <laughs> for research but there, purposes. Yeah. For research, I'm interested <laughs> in the is, geopolitical aspects of it. Well, and, and, <laughs> and similarly, that, that, that you find something like people think when you mention romance novels to people, you'll get the line. Oh, you know, he kind of um, she ran his her. She whimsically ran her hand across his, you know, his the, the denim constraints of his whatever you know, and, and so forth. <laughs> and That's good. That's a good line. That's good. The denim constraints. I like that. Her burning loins moaned as she talked. <laughs> I don't like yeah. it. Stop. Yeah. This is throbbing, throbbing pens. Is, um, that, is that yeah. a typo? <laughs> amongst amongst people actually enjoy those enjoy these books there are you know there are, are writers who are great there are writers who are who are tacky and cheap there are right there are slight slight changes there are books that kind of change the direction of the medium these things are completely not understood by the people on the outside and the idea is when someone from the outside just sees irish twitter is mm. compounding people with uh, Porrick Pierce as their bio, um, bio, as their avatar picture <sighs> and an Irish flag or an Ivory Coast flag in it's their name. It's an Ivory name. Coast flag usually. It's an Ivory yeah. Coast flag. Yeah. 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 God yeah. loves the people of the Ivory Coast. Have they not poor, suffered enough? Yeah. <laughs> poor Didier Drogba and Solomon Kalou, like they talk tired about with the same oh, they, no. they talk about it sometimes in French. My French isn't great, but I've, I've seen one or two. Because I, 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 sometimes you can actually just search for uh, uh, an emoji. 
and Twitter. Yeah. And so you can start oh, wow. to see people um, talking there because, you know, so I'm replying in French saying, you know, uh, 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 qu'est-ce que c'est mon, mon, mon dude? To, people, <laughs> to, to racist Irish people. <laughs> yeah, I saw that recently. Somebody, um, somebody just just said it was just sort of a, a kind of a a very nonchalant uh, tweet. Just someone saying like Irish Twitter is full of is full of ash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's what? It's not. I was like, oh no, wait, 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 wait. You mean the ones who are like Irish and proud in their bio and like their avatars are of like. Uh, heroes of the 1916 uprising and they have the Ivory Coast flag in their bio it's like oh yeah no no that that if that's your definition of Irish Twitter that absolutely checks out <laughs> <laughs> come on sissy that pod let's get thickening are you a fan of the Emmy award winning show RuPaul's Drag Race do you think about Roxy Andrews at the bus stop and do you belong in Party City well sissy that pod is the podcast for you join me James and my co-host Keen. is there something on my face as we chat weekly about the runway realness sickening shade and backstage before Foonery. That's right, whether it's new episodes of Drag Race US, UK or All Stars, Sissy That Pod will spill the tea with a new episode for you within 24 hours. So make good choices and subscribe to Sissy That Pod from the Headstuff Podcast Network and we'll leave you gagging on our eleganza. Now, let the music play! I remember even like, a year ago people were saying there was a huge debate and among I guess uh, old, slightly old, post-teen um, Irish Twitter users, and someone had said, "Oh, Irish Twitter is all this this sex chat group," and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it was people <laughs> had a completely different understanding of what Irish Twitter was oh, yeah, because yeah. there's you know, people hate being alienated outside mm-hmm. of the things. But just 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 to go back to the point that you're making around romance novels and country music and, and beach volleyball, mm. which is just something I never thought I'd say in this podcast. But th- there we are. Um, like Irish speakers on Twitter and people who use Onvelga online are like those and aren't in that it is a subculture. There's no doubt about it. It's it's a sort of a, a, a discreet movement or group on Twitter. There's no doubt. But those are essentially fandoms mm. and mm-hmm. they're opt in. And, and Irish encompasses some of that. Absolutely. Like people like me who go and take ownership and say, I want to learn Irish. That's great. But you don't want to ignore the lived experience of people for whom it's it's just me and part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And and therein lies some of the difficulties in that people are taking a huge leap and they're making a massive effort to try and learn Irish or improve their Irish. And they want to be acknowledged, you know, rightfully for the work that they're putting into it. Absolutely. But you cannot lose sight of the fact that for some people, it's it's just the language I've always spoken. It's the language I dream in. It's the language mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's the language I have sex in. You know, that it's 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 just that natural part of me. Yeah. So I'm not going to think of it the same way you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to give people that leeway as well. That's scope. And I think it's it, there's a difference between, like, say, a fandom and then a, a, a minority community finding itself. And what I mean by minority is like like that with an identifiable factor. Um, like, you know, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't think I'd identify as a Swifty. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's a different thing in my identity 
the Irish speaking and the, the fact that I enjoy Taylor Swift's music and the have Swifties, done. Swifties are going to get you for not identifying as a Swifty. Uh, and have been for a long time. This is like like love story, like since way back. You know, it's not just That's since her. folklore, guys. I'm way back. <laughs> love stories. Love story remains her best song. Yeah, it it's is. Absolute it's absolute class. Um, nobody has updated my Vicka page. I know I asked for that in the Taylor Swift episode that we did. Nobody has updated that with my little love story fact. But anyway, we'll move <laughs> on. your head to shame. Um, but uh, I think there's there's a lot to be said for like minoritized communities finding each other online and there's like tons of research on this like way back I remember reading an article really recently um, about it was written in 1994 and like the perception of the internet was just the the sweetest thing it was just wonderful and it was about transgender people finding each other and sort of like with an inverted commas trying on their their gender identity online for the first time and like sort of realizing who they were for the first time in this like so they kept saying cyber, cyberspace and the net with a capital N, which was just adorable. <laughs> and all of the, the potential for the internet was very twee and, you know, not nothing related to fascism or a coup. But anyway, um, <laughs> but, you know, these these abilities of people to find each other. And I mean, I don't mean to relate the experiences of transgender people to um, or any like minoritized um community in that sense to the experiences of Irish speakers. But it is an opportunity for and you see. I know listeners to the podcast, um, Maggie Glass um, in particular is doing research on this fantastic research in the University of Limerick around fandoms and Irish. But like she talks a lot about like communities finding each other and how um, it's a space for people to interact, um, you know, and me as somebody who lives abroad, I don't get to interact with, in Irish very often, but the Internet provides a space for that and mm. has connected me with mm. people who with whom I only speak Irish or we only message each other in Irish. And that is wonderful. And I think there's a difference being that it's such an inherent part of who I am rather than something I'm really interested in, like Taylor Swift and yeah. her relationship status. Um, yeah, and just wanted to be there's... happy. I <laughs> just want her to be happy so much. That said, I will say one thing. Um, Exile, um, the one she did with Bon Iver. Yeah. Uh, or Bon Iver or Bon Iver. I don't well, know. At least you didn't call him John Bon Iver like I did. In John bon Iver. <laughs> uh, I think that's almost as good as Love Story. That's wonderful. Just, just going to put that in there. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, the thing about subcultures on the internet and the thing about people finding each other and finding this 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 medium of communication is that there's no defined set of rules as to how you should act either within a subculture or or welcoming someone into the subculture and and in 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 that respect it's um it's it's tricky because what you do is you get somebody and again not to draw too thick a comparison between the Irish language online and a fandom, but let's let's draw a, a corollary here and let's say it's like um, Trekkies or Trekkers mm-hmm. online, right? And somebody rocks up into your little internet grouping, and they're going like, "Hey, I'm new to this, new to the Star Trek universe. I'm doing my best." Isn't Voyager brilliant? Isn't Enterprise just the absolute best? By the way, I haven't watched any of that old stuff yet. Like. The last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is be the nerd in the corner who calls them not a real fan and tells them to fuck off because they haven't watched all 72 episodes of the original series and they don't think Ratha Khan is the best thing since sliced bread. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. You may have a point. You may be pointing out that their experience of the universe, of the subculture is perhaps you know, in this, in one definition, flawed. That, 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 that may be a valid point to raise. But you don't need to be the guy that says it. 
you don't need to be that stereotypical arse. And I think that's true of absolutely any subculture, whether it's a fandom or whether it's, you know, a language or whether it's a community. If somebody wants to come in and wants to do their best, yeah, sure, draw the boundaries and say that you're not there to be a free a free resource to be abused. But don't be a dick about it. Patter, name three of the Mokanelix albums. <laughs> <laughs> well... Danim knowing Domech <laughs> album. I would name them if they had albums. It's okay to not like things. It's okay, but don't be a dick about it. It's okay to not like things. Don't be a dick about the things you don't like. There has been though an overlap between fandoms and activism in, in an interesting way, whether it's K pop fans sabotaging I want to Donald Trump's rallies by 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 claiming um, claiming free tickets and 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 making them un, un, low and lowering their attendance, and <clears throat> a certain newspaper in Ireland criticised the repeal movement for being for being more like a fandom than an actual activism movement, and they were they were yeah they were they were shown short shrift. The results spoke for themselves, <laughs> and particular I think they uh, a certain a certain male journalist had um, not all male journalists are bad, but this particular guy commented on how there was a, like a fashion partner or that the that the, that the jumper as an accessory was such a was a shallow thing. And oh, yeah, but this is this is people <laughs> who just. You just don't Look, have a don't have a, an pe- ability to shift their frames of reference, you know. Our listeners come here for a big guardian of- reaction. <laughs> 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 but like this is like the the like the the guy who said that the repeal movement was doomed to fail because they didn't have an identifiable leader. I think men, the same guy. men, men really yes. have the fucking audacity, don't they? <laughs> oh, oh have, have, always- you, have you ever met a feminist ever? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Why is it always us, Gardine? Why is it always men? I don't know, man. I, this, is this, this is what we need to fucking talk about. Here's the common denominator, okay? Men being fucking terrible. It's always men. You look anywhere, point to it. Men. Who's behind it? A man. A man being fucking garbage. You're welcome. That's it. Solved. That's the fucking, that's the internet subculture, the global subculture we need to fucking ban. Men from existing. How did this turn into this? Well, just from going on the internet, shall we say. How about that? Well, I just think you should have to pass some sort of test to be allowed the Wi-Fi password. Do you know? Guardian, what you're referring to is you want that man on the internet should be chaperoned. Yeah, they should be. You should be assigned. You know the way when a woman joins the internet, she's assigned a reply guy within 15 to 25 minutes when she joins the internet. Well, you should be assigned like a content moderator who's oh. like just there to help you out in your DMs like hey Stephen maybe stop it maybe just yeah. stop okay <laughs> oh, Dwayne Dwayne did she ask for a picture of your penis did she <laughs> I think that moderator would soon find herself the recipient of some very unpleasant photos I know <laughs> I'd love a, I'd love a reply gal though I really would like I'd just love someone to just you know sort of reply to me when I I inadvertently a sister you want a big sister <laughs> Just a pal is going to whisper in my ear virtually online, say, don't say that. Don't say that. I know what you mean, but it looks like this. But how, so don't, why don't, don't, don't you, do what you should get is a, a, a woman who um, replies to you and explains your joke back to you. That's wonderful. That's that, a, I love that, yeah, actually. That's really class. enjoyable. I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> it makes it more funny. <laughs> it makes it more funny when somebody tells you the same joke, but slightly reworded. Yeah. <laughs> This is the real enemy, men on the internet. Reply guys on the internet. That's the subculture <laughs> I want to I want to shit on today. 
I imagine if we got rid of men off the internet, um, being an Irish speaker online, no matter what your level, would be an unendingly pleasant experience. Just, just, does it, just being a, a person on the internet would be pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, one of the things that, like, around minoritized cultures and how you can tell the difference between a minoritized culture or a subculture and the mainstream is that, like, nobody is asking the um, smelly white male population to justify what happened at Capitol Hill. Like, mm-hmm. nobody is calling for the leaders of the smelly white male community to, to come out and condemn this this behaviour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of smelly white males, the... Um, just like, Speaking of and, and internet subcultures, the there was um, um, Reply All did a great episode on the beginnings of the incel movement in Canada, and it was formed by a an, an academic who she was a lesbian. She was involuntarily celibate, and she was meeting other people like her on the internet. But what happened was, the nice people found other people who were like them, and they were able to leave the community. Whereas the gradually they they get the the people who were left started reinforcing themselves and you found that the people who are likely to, I guess, direct the entire um, or be a, be a positive example were actually leaving, whereas pe- other people were staying there. Then the, the thrust of, of being an incel online started changing dramatically. So ruined by gross smelly men. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Was it K-poppers or was it TikTokers who uh, ruined Donald Trump's rally? Oh, or was it K- K-pop oh, TikTokers. <laughs> was it K-poppers on TikTok, was it? Yeah. No, it was K-poppers with fan cams. Was it okay? Well, why, why did he ban TikTok then? Oh, because of China. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought TikTokers ruined his rallies as well. Possibly, I don't know. Anyway, listen, more power to them. Fair play to them, up, the youth, up the lads, with their K-pops yeah. and their TikToks. <laughs> I'm saying that like I'm a, an authority on this, as if I know the first thing about fucking K-pop fan cams or TikTok. I've listened to K-pop to try and get into it. Is I can't like I wish I liked it I wish I enjoyed it and then I could be cool and down with the kids but I'm not I'm old now I'm almost 30 it's happening <laughs> oh. oh my heart goes out to you yeah I know <laughs> well here here this is why I come here because I'm youthful <laughs> if we if we do nothing else with this podcast it's that we let you still feel young yeah. and that's, that's <laughs> in itself is a, a, an act of charity that I'm proud of so but as an actual online community I mean does uh, what like we are going to talk about this again. We're going to revisit this topic because there's a very different experience from being whether look Irish language tattoos and what they represent and and, and being from the Celtic and what that represents and the expectations about it. But before we wrap up, the um, like a lot of online communities sort of um, they they have they have kind of private jokes and references which are operate as kind of a secret handshakes almost. And I was thinking about how, you know, if I mentioned the phrase, I never thought leopards would eat my face to my <laughs> colleagues at work, they would have no idea what I was talking about. Whereas yeah. on Twitter, people know people will get that reference immediately. They will get it as possibly quicker than they will get a lot of Monty Python references. Yeah. <sighs> Monty I'm, Python references. I'm not getting yes. a Monty Python reference, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, well, They're but, old. There's a, there, was a, there was, yes, a, a minister for Silly Walks once. It was hysterical. That, back then, that was the golden age of comedy. Silly Walks. Very funny. <laughs> What I love is there's um there's a click hole article 
that was like um it's like shocking the worst person you know just made a point a great point yeah and and like now it's at the stage where if you just use the stock photo from that click yeah article, the guy <laughs> yeah that's a meme now everyone knows exactly everyone mm. knows exactly what you're talking about and yeah th- there is this sort of and, and it, it's memes it's all memes a, a meme in its original sense is this like it's a meme is to communication what a morpheme is to language it's the smallest possible mm-hmm. unit within yeah. which sense and information can be conveyed from mem uh, and french the same yeah exactly uh, mem is also how like your ma pronounces it yeah or mimi um, mimi. <laughs> mimi yeah um, kennedy um, davenport on drag race <laughs> they're gonna mimi your ass <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, but but the, but that's it. Like, these, this is this secret handshake, this code um, that that's there. And uh, like, look, that's always existed with subcultures, uh, going right back to say, um, I think it's uh, Polari, the the secret language used by an underground gay community originating in London and spreading out through the whole of Britain, uh, you know that 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 it's always it's always there. I think it's I, I think it's cool to be honest with you. I really think it's cool, and I think uh, you know for better or worse, every every community uses it. Like you've seen some horrible stuff coming from the far right, talking about like uh, ideas like Coomer and uh, you know uh, all these sort of secret, barely veiled threats and, and, and abusive memes so every community has it some good some bad uh but yeah does, does the irish language community on on twitter have it well i'll say gwitcha alpaca mm. <laughs> of course we do <laughs> to get <a> sweetie <laughs> hey, hey alpaca gotcha gotcha alpaca what to get a sweetie yeah, I think the the Irish Irish Twitter itself is it has to be whether um, Gavin Riley and Richard Chambers have made a joke between each other, and then the smaller subset of Irish language uh, Twitter is yeah definitely good shell backer. Which if you haven't if you haven't seen that. I would implore you to find what we're talking about because it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. It's a lovely, lovely, it's a lovely use of your time. Yes, and not a lot of your time either. No, no. It's like uh, the the swan and put that swan on a lead, you know, the swan in car, you know, but in Irish, it's just wonderfully weird. <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you both for joining me today. I hope you found today's episode instructive, useful, and if you didn't, um, I will tell you how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, with those, um, until the next time, it is a slant for me. A slant for me. A good slant, Mind yourselves. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. We appreciate you taking the time to listen and we appreciate, especially appreciate those people who support the show on Patreon. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Derek. There's a range of benefits for people who are generous enough to support us. Thanks as ever to Brian for producing and to the amazing Kirsten Shield for the lovely artwork. And if you want to get in touch with the show, um, you can find our contact details in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, mind yourself and salon. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Go to the discourse.